Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Record Look at the cactus on the box. It's watercolor and I love it. The little cactus with the little flowers. I like the fat cactus and the tall cactus and the spindly cactus here. There's some succulents on the other side, but the theme is clear. It is cactus, cactus, cactus box. It's cactuses on the little box. This sounds like some, like, Bob the Builder, like, Nickelodeon morning cartoon kind of <laughs> stuff. I love it. Um, are, are we ready to go? Don't, don't, don't let's start. This is the worst part. The belief for all the world that you are my precious little girl. But don't, don't, don't let's start. I've got a week. Whenever you're ready. Um, oh, do me, you, first? I I'm the next one. Okay. I'm the chosen one now. I choose you, Becca Chu. Pikachu. Okay. okay. <sighs> Hi, I'm Pikachu. <laughs> Pronouns, they, that, theirs. No. <laughs> Let's start and again. I'm Josie... Ron, I don't know. How do Pokemon <laughs> get their names? Pronouns, they, them, theirs as well. Uh, and we're your judges. And we're your judges, not Pokemon, despite not how Pokemon. it sounds. Um, no, but seriously, though, my name's Becca. I don't yeah, know no, I think, I think we out. figured that out. I don't know, and I just want it to be like clear and honest. It's by the cover of the podcast. <laughs> this is a real factual, hard-hitting fact-finding podcast uh we're here to deep dive into the scientific depths of amazon and its book review culture yeah that was great that was perfect thank you um weird energy in the studio this morning yeah we picked we picked an odd one um (laughs) (laughs) you want to just get started yeah we could just hop in do it uh have we got the timer started? So timer I don't start. Great, brilliant, wonderful. Okay, so today for our delight, I have brought a killer carol, a killer carol, an Amish mystery by Laura Bradford. Oh, yes, I love Amish um, Amish mysteries, I Amish books of all kinds. Emphasize, emphasize how much. Um, this cover looks like the type of thing where you have to like find items, like a like a find item Ooh, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of has that vibe to me. Um, so a very, here's like, quaint Christmas scene. Yeah, that doesn't at all look like it would be in an Amish town. Yeah, also. no. Uh, we're gonna get there. Don't you? Don't you worry. Um, so here's that product description. 
Heavenly Pennsylvania has been transformed into a Christmas wonderland, and Claire is delighted to celebrate the season. But a fiendish killer has other plans in this all-new installment in the national best-selling series. As the owner of Heavenly Treasures, the local gift shop, Claire is busier than ever helping her English customers and even a few of her Amish friends like Esther and Ben find the perfect gift for the special people on their shopping list. Claire makes sure she has time for her boyfriend, Detective Jakob Fisher, but the man who was raised and then shunned by the Amish over his choice of career has been unusually secretive lately. She tries not to worry, to trust their relationship, but trying and doing aren't exactly matching up. Before she can figure out what's going on with Jakob, word comes that Ruth and Samuel Yoder are being questioned in the the death of an elderly Amish couple found murdered not long after the newlyweds were seen leaving the victim's farm. Ruth, in turn, seeks Claire's help in convincing the police that she and Samuel had nothing to do with what happened. But when Claire comes across a cryptic note tucked inside the wedding gift the victims had been given, had given the newlyweds no more than an hour before their murder, she finds herself in dire need of a little convincing as well. Can Claire get to the bottom of things in time to ensure a Merry Christmas for all? So so she is dating someone who is being shunned by the Amish. A former, presumably a former Amish. Who is now a detective with the police. Yeah, because the Amish don't approve of that one. And so can't, they said. Can't be, can't be a cop and be, you know, finally, finally <laughs> the Amish are on some All, on all some cops are not Amish. All, all cops are English. Um. <laughs> um I also was just kind of tickled by the 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 about the author section, so I just wanted to highlight mm-hmm. that here today. Um, about the author, while spending a rainy afternoon at a friend's house as a child, I love how this is like setting a scene for us. Yeah. Like we're getting to Laura Bradford. Don't worry, Laura Bradford fell in love with writing over a stack of blank paper, a box of crayons, and a freshly sharpened number two pencil. I don't really know why you would need the pencil and the crayons. For the illustrations. And that's fair. From that moment forward, she never wanted to do or be anything else. Today, Laura is the national best-selling author of the Amish Mysteries, including Just Plain Murder and A Churn for the Worst. She is A also- Churn for the Worst? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all going okay until they started making that butter. <laughs> she is also the author of the Emergency Desert Squad Mysteries. And as Elizabeth Lynn Casey, she wrote the Southern Sewing Circle Mysteries. Wow. Um, so just like a really diverse breadth of uh, writing experience. I want to point out like a little clever, uh, a little clever turn of phrase um, where she's called the best-selling author of this series, mm-hmm. which does not necessarily mean that she was best-selling on like any other list, except for Just out of series. the authors who make this series, she's the one who sold the most Listen, books. Listen, you've got to boost your numbers. I'm um, speaking of bestseller. Speaking of bestsellers, let's check mm-hmm. out where she lies on the ranks here. Oh, yes. Um, so she's number 531,549 oh, in books. We can see the top 100 in books. She, certainly not part of it. Um, 
number 1,876 in Onimish and Mennonite fiction. Wow, that is such a specific category to not even be able to break into the top a thousand for right we're getting we're getting in we're getting into it there are about to be some other very specific categories here Mm -hmm. because uh this book is also number 2991 in christian mystery and suspense romance books We're so niche here. We're we're really diving into the, the like matrix time, of specificity. It's like thousands of books apparently I know. that fit this particular category. I know. <laughs> what does Christian suspense and romance? What does that even look Mystery like? Mystery and suspense romance. <laughs> uh, continue. And last but certainly not least, in her bestsellers rankings, she is number 3,596 in holiday fiction. <laughs> you know, that's actually a pretty, it's a pretty wide, wide genre. I, I can see the, the broadness of like transformative like, holiday you're experience. Still, like you're still having to compete with like, the novelization of Die Hard, you know, right, in this right, right, right. Well, and I think it's you know, we, it doesn't just have to be Christmas in this. Like holidays exactly. is so extraordinarily yeah. generic. Um, anyway, so that's that's what we know. Let's let's get to the people though. Why? What do we care for? Who cares for the these credentials, these ratings? Certainly from not. Amazon. Certainly not. I. Um, it is the reviewers who we who we value. Okay, so Lynn Buttkiss gave this <laughs> five star. Lynn Buttkiss, Lynn Buttkiss coming out with his. I don't think I, th- I think Lynn, that's Lynn Buttkiss. <laughs> Lynn Buttkiss, B-U-T-K-U-S, um, with coming out with the God. the the hit new musical. I, Asselton. I feel so much pity for the Buttkiss clan. Because, like, they, like, this is their name. Like, they don't have any way to change what it is. They could could change their name. They could change their name. But, like, it's their family. It's hereditary. Like, the amount of mockery that they must have endured. Yeah. Like, my grandparents' last name was Webster, and the kids still made fun of that somehow. I mean, yeah, my last name is Bender, and I was made fun of that. I'm thinking just there's nothing clever to say about Janny, which is why I don't have a clever Instagram yeah, handle. Yeah, people just uh, people just mispronounce your last name. Yeah, n- it's never right. Um, that's that's how they mock it. Okay, so Lynn Buckkiss gave this five stars. Another winner from Laura Bradford. In the eye, a hurricane. <laughs> I kiss butts for just a moment because of you know because of Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the seventh installment in Laura Bradford's Amish Mystery series. So this is the seventh one. Okay. And no surprise, it is a winner. Claire Weatherly lives in Heavenly, Pennsylvania, a small town where usually the Amish and English, as the Amish refer to non-Amish people, live in simple, quiet harmony. Just before Christmas, the quiet is shattered when an elderly Amish couple is found murdered in their own home. Claire's boyfriend, Jakob, who left the Amish to become a policeman, is charged with figuring out who did it. As he looks at Claire's good friends as potential suspects, she knows she has to figure out who really killed the couple. At the same time, she is trying to deal with betrayal on a personal level. Is someone close to her really lying to her, as she suspects? 
I have enjoyed all the books in this series, and this one is no exception. Miss Bradford describes the area in and around the fictional heavenly so vividly, which, like, I just can't, I can't stand the name of this small town. Heavenly? Yeah. yeah. I just, like... Anyway. It's a real kind of hallmark move. Yeah. Um, if you think about it. I just want to really double down on like the Christianness of the setting. I always But to be fair, there is a real city in Texas called Cut and Shoot, so Listen, I would rather cut and shoot than heavenly. I always feel <laughs> as if I am visiting the de- delightful Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. Her characters are wonderful, making you wish you could just sit down and have a cup of coffee or a piece of pie with them. The mystery is puzzling enough to make you wonder which of these folks did it. And I have to admit, the real villain was not even on my radar until the end. Seems like a bad mystery, Probably a bad mystery, then. This was a great book, not only because of the mystery, but also the Christmas feel and the smile it left on my face as I closed the book. If you haven't read it yet, just take a few hours to embrace Claire and her world. I am pretty sure you will be glad you did. This feels very much like a continuation of kind of the general uh, like fetishization of the Amish culture as like innocent and like cute, pure in this way that just like. And I guess, like, it is about a murder, so, like, it's certainly not doing that to a certain degree, but the way that this particular reviewer is talking about it, it's just, like... The degree to which, like, English people, and I think specifically English Christians, like, Mm -hmm. like, infantilize the Amish as though they aren't, like, people who have complex ideas about their faith and stuff just because they like have chosen this world without technology and like the burdens of that. Like, yeah. whereas like for me, like you know, my grandparents were farmers, like, and we're also Christians, like not Amish, but like we're Christians, and it's just kind of like they're they're just kind of people on a farm. Like you could go farm if you want to. You could farm if you want to. You could <laughs> leave your friends behind. Because if your friends don't farm, and if they don't farm, well, they're no friends of no, thine. No, no friends of thine. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was really trying to give it that old time you spin. Um, yeah. Ton Van Haren, which is the only review from another country, left this with a four-star review that says, thank you. Thank you. Appreciated <laughs> this. <laughs> That's all. Just thank you. you. I'm just really grateful. Um, I want to highlight also that there are some low reviews on this one, but none of them have text except for one two star and one three star, which still tickled me enough to include them Mm -hmm. here. So here's a two star from Amazon customer. Boring. I think I finished this book, but I cannot remember. (laughs) I know I was forcing myself to finish it. I could not get into the characters or the plot. Was there a plot? Wish I had stopped reading at the halfway point and had moved on to one of the other 30 books on my Kindle that have not been started. So I love that this person essentially is just like, I'm going to flex a little bit on the fact that I have other books in my queue that I could be reading and I wasted it on Heavenly Pennsylvania. I buy a lot of books. I do. I I buy books. There are so many books. And I will read them. I would have read them, and actually. I will now move on to read them. Books. Books. I'm a good thing. 
Um, Avid Reader gave this three stars. Mm -hmm. Starting to get boring. The series is losing steam. I feel like I have read this one before. Once again, we have the problems of Yaka being shunned by the Amish and the anguish it causes him in the investigation. Oh God, if that does, if that is like the conceit now for like seven <laughs> books, that is that's pretty awful. That's so much. Like at some point, you have to have sorted it out your passion for policing. This is, and your faith. This is why that is like, against like persecution and stuff, right? Like. This is why soap operas do maintain so much success is because like we've always liked that kind of just like turning like, in your misery. Have been, like, okay with that as a storytelling thing for a long time, apparently. The anguish it causes him in the investigation. The Amish anger at being investigated, even though the members of their society were the murder victims. Claire's constant inner thoughts and comforting aunt. Who? You know, her inner thoughts and her comforting <laughs> and aunt. comforting aunt. Esther, maybe? Maybe. Maybe that one's Esther. I just, I don't know. Is Claire Amish also? Yeah, or so is she Claire, ex-Amish? No, Claire is Amish because it says, like, some English customers and her Amish friends. Oh, uh, but. Like, I think she runs an Amish store. But maybe she runs it, but is English. No, I Because I feel like you start delineating like that if you live in a place where, like, you have English and Amish. And so, like. No, it's because it's a big deal that Jakob has left the Amish, but no one's no one no one is shunning Claire. That's fair. Which is weird. I want to point out that's pretty weird that she'd be Claire's allowed, allowed to, keep to find dating clues. Jakob. Um, um. And yeah, <laughs> Claire is like because she's not a police officer. It's like their Miss Marple. It's the Amish Marple. <laughs> the Amish Marple. Amish Marple. Um, uh, it is mostly boring. The descriptions of the village are lovely. I would love to visit Lighted Way. This is starting to increasingly sound like a place where you like go to ascend it for a cult, like go to Heavenly Pennsylvania, to join, Heavenly Pennsylvania. Walk, walk along the Lighted Way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the end of the series for me. Um, that's, that's all we're going to hear from Avid Reader. I do, I, I do think that it is quite strange when mystery novels... Uh, and, and their series follow like one person or especially like one specific community and it's like crimes keep happening here very weird like i want to should we deal with that i no. i would actually love to watch like a really gritty nancy drew uh reboot where like she gets accused of uh of the setting crimes. up the crimes it's like Fuck Nancy. Well, the nice thing about Nancy Drew is that it's not just like people getting murdered all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, it's, it's always like, like it's like it's like and shit. Yeah, like ooh, we lost the necklace. Oh, somebody's leaving mysterious notes in a wood. Like, like I feel like that makes more sense to me. Is that like Nancy's small town just has a bunch of weird people who are doing weird shit, and she keeps constantly being like, "What the fuck are you up to?" Uh, yeah, no, that um, that's it. Versus like. I live in this tiny sleepy town where someone gets murdered by every weekly. other week. <laughs> um, the murder rate per pot per capita is just insane. We keep trying to bring new people into town. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave this on a positive note because I just really like the, the get title. A little, get a little posy. Get a little posy. Get a little posy rev, revy. A little posy revy going. I don't. I don't like this at all. Phil gave this five stars. 
happy to be heavenly. (laughs) Just really bringing the Hallmark home. I read this whole series over years. This latest installment is the best in the series. We need more from this series. Laura knows the Amish. I was excited for this book for two reasons. One, the author writes so well. Two, it's just in time for the holidays. Heavenly is so perfect. I want to be there. Sans murder. <laughs> you know, I appreciate I appreciate that note. I appreciate <laughs> um, the admission that it is still a murder story. It's still a murder story. It's so cute. Uh, sans murder, though, please. Uh... The characters really came to life this time. I grew up in Delaware, and we would travel to Pennsylvania for visiting the local Amish towns and markets. This series brings together English and Amish. Oh, my goodness. When we move, we'll be able to just go visit the Amish markets when we want. We'll be able to go solve Amish murders. In the Christmas times. (laughs) It was a mystery that kept me going. Uh... This series brings together, sorry, this series brings together English and Amish. It has a mystery that kept me going. So trends change over time, but murder always happens, even with dealing with this subject. I collect them, all the books, and need them again. I need them again and again. The story was so good. Did I mention the author knows the Amish? Like, for real? Is this... (laughs) You're not making up words no, right now, no, like, to make no, fun of them. No, no it's still no. going. We are reading Phil's words. This is by the book here. <laughs> this is by the cover. It's like, I'm also just, like, emphasizing that almost every single one of these period, like sentences ends with an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. The series had me from page one to the end. Best in series. That's it. That's all Phil has to tell us. But he loves, he's happy to be heavenly happy to be heavenly it does going on the lighted way it does feel like it does potentially feel like um bill uh, phil phil's been uh kidnapped and um being held at held at gunpoint to to write this review it was it was great did i mention did i mention she does the amish well man i'm so sorry i have one more four star here uh by user body B-O-D-D-Y. Amazing. Four-star review. It started with the desire to read Christmas-themed books. <laughs> After reading several Christmas stories where the stories were very similar, I thoroughly enjoyed this take on the holiday. You know, the murder take on the holiday? <laughs> the one that's really good for Christmas, the murder take. Hey, you know, there is also there is also murder in the original Christmas story <laughs> when King Herod is like, all the two-year-old all the kids. two-year-olds, murder them, please. Kill Thank anyone you. under two years old. The characters were well-formed and memorable. I'm planning on reading more from this author. I just really like the idea of started with a desire to read Christmas books. I just really wanted to read something about the holidays. Um, anyway, so that's uh, that's that's that one. Go follow us on the lighted way to the heavenly advertisements. advertisements. Ah! It was deeply upsetting. Hey everyone, it's Josie and Becca coming at you with a normal ad for normal people. Looking for a job? Check out ResWrite. ResWrite offers resumes, cover letters, and LinkedIn profiles for individuals searching for new opportunities. Resumes start at just $30. Check out ResWrite.com for more info and use my code RESWRITERMN10 for 10% off all 
services. ResRate is an online career service that provides both education and career counseling for college students, young professionals, and mid-career job seekers. ResRate offers a professional resume writing service that helps individuals find employment in various industries, including finance and accounting, business, engineering, hospitality, human resources, information technology, marketing, ETC. <laughs> ResRate also offers a college essay editing service for those seeking admission into top colleges and universities. ResRite's goal is to ensure applicants enhance their profile to successfully gain acceptance into competitive schools. Their mission is to help you introduce your personal narrative to prospective audiences in the most effective way possible. So again, go ahead and check out ResRite.com, that's R-E-S-R-I-T-E.com for more info, and use the code ResRiteRMN10, so that'll be R-E-S-R-I-T-E-R-M-N-1-0, for 10% off all services. Woohoo! ResRite. It's right for your res. Yikes. And here we are again. Oh, we're back. It's it's back. Hello. Um, from the mouth of babes. From the mouth of babes. It's going to be um, a long episode today. I'm very excited for our listeners. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I have a great, I have a great, great book. From Neil Gaiman. Uh, Coraline. Yeah, the best kids in, book. In top 100 children's books <laughs> to read in your lifetime, Neil Gaiman's Coraline. Hey, families, have you ever considered the fact that you don't traumatize your child well enough? Well, just give them Coraline. It'll do it for you. Um, according to the product description, uh, 8 to 12 is the age range. No, it totally, book. totally is. Well, yep. Yeah. Uh, when Coraline steps through a door to find another house strangely similar to her own, only better, things seem marvelous. But there's another mother here, here there, and another father, and they want her to stay and be their little girl. They want to change her and never let her go. Coraline would... Fucking terrifying for a child Fucking to read. Terrifying. Like, Coraline will have to fight with all her wit and courage if she is to save herself and return to her ordinary uh, life. Though the Leica adaption was so beautiful that I genuinely want Leica to take like a, more of Neil Gaiman's like shorter like YA stories and mm -hmm. turn them into films. Like I think they could do a beautiful job with the Graveyard Book. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, I just claymation is so spooky to me. I love it. I love uh, it. Neil Gaiman's Coraline is a can't miss classic that enthralls readers age eight to twelve, but also adults who enjoy a perfect, smart, spooky read. Ages twelve to seventeen though, or thirteen to seventeen, can't fucking read. Can't this. read it though. Eight to twelve and adults. You actually become unable to read it when you're thirteen to seventeen. <laughs> um no one-star reviews on this particular edition, None. at the very least. None Absolutely. people being like, I was so scared by this book. Mm -mm. Interesting. Uh, the worst reviews are the, the two stars. Um, PTL6KDS, which is definitely like a cop, right? Like Either that or like that that just activated some Russian sleepers <laughs> in our listening body. Uh, two stars. Strange with little to none obvious purpose to the storyline. I probably am missing uh, missing it, but it just does not appeal to me. Strange with little to none obvious purpose. Little Strange to little to none obvious purpose. Um, just not quite sure. Um, 
This, I'm also not quite sure. <laughs> this person has what I believe is their email as their name oh, on the Amazon no. review. No, we can't so read I'm not their email. Read that, yeah. But just kind of word to the wise. Maybe don't, don't do um, have your username at gmail.com oh, be your no. be your Amazon name. Although, um, what if it's like what if it's like a really clever ruse though? What oh, if it's like a like like, marketing scheme or yeah. something like they people send spam and then they respond with, "Hey, I have a great opportunity hey, for you." Hey, I have you. spam for you also. <laughs> um but but um username at gmail.com gives two <laughs> stars and says brilliant kids love this two stars two stars brilliant kids, kids love, love this. this um so not not sure that they understand how usernames or or star Just ratings not, work I, I love it um my two cents i think we've heard from my two cents before gives two stars not one to reread. Um, reread. I'm not sure what to think of this book. It's written for a younger audience, but it has a dark theme to an extent. <laughs> it, it's, what extent is it's, that? Two cents, though. <laughs> what is the extent of the dark theme about the witch monster trying to steal a child? <laughs> I'm not like. Does she want to eat Coraline? Mm, I think it's got more to do with like she traps Coraline's soul, and that keeps her like nightmare dimension that, like, together, and like sustains her with like the child's imagination. Yeah. Um, because like there's all the ghost children in her basement and stuff. Oh right, 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 right. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And also all the creepy, flesh molded people sewn together it's well those terrible. are like puppets yeah 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 mm-hmm. but they also have like sentience to a certain extent yeah but they're definitely still just like puppets it's it's ooky spooky i can't ever imagine this back to my two cents i can't ever imagine letting my children read it until they are much older because it could be frightening for a younger audience yeah no it is uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. the story itself is pretty simple not too much in depth just explanatory to be honest, it's not a book that is memorable at all. I highly disagree, but sure. I wonder if maybe this person like read it first when they were like seventeen. You know, you <laughs> can't so, hold on to it; it slips right out of your. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like it from uh from Stephen King's It. Um, what about it? I'm going to go over into my corner. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did want to do a little mini hand me my readers because I don't know if we've heard from my two cents before, but their profile is great. Reviewer rank is 2,421. Their occupation mm-hmm. is licensed massage therapist. I love it. Oh, yes. This is the person who I want to hear the opinions about. Their profile picture is a is a car decal that says your stick figure family tasted delicious and it has a t-rex eating a a stick figure family and the about i love cooking reading hunting fishing during what little free time i have and i love spending time with my family and friends wow that's my two cents that's nice Um, a little mini hand me my readers just wanted to drop that one in there yeah Um, thanks for Thanks for tossing me that reader really quick. Um, not, 
not like anything else though. Like I can't see any of their reviews, so I don't know if that was just like my Amazon was was messing up. But it I could be that they have gone to a, like a more uh, private, a private setting private or something. Thing, yeah. I don't know. Amazon customer gives three stars. Disappointed. Let me say first off that I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan. I love the Graveyard Book, and I'd heard about Coraline for years, but hadn't gotten around to reading it. Now that I have, however, I must say I was disappointed. It's not a bad book. It just doesn't meet the standards set by Mr. Gaiman's other books. Uh, betrayed. Betrayed. I've been betrayed by my author. Uh, which brings to mind a problem I've been having lately with a lot of the books supposedly adored by critics. These books exhibit flaws critics normally criticize, and yet with books like Coraline, they turn a blind eye. I think they criticize it, actually. Uh, note, what follows has some spoilers, so if you haven't read it, Okay, listeners, skip the if rest. you haven't read it, skip this section. Case in point, Coraline has a double ending. A double ending. Our heroine escapes from the other house, and the story's over, right? Wrong. She has to go back. That that alone is considered a problem by this Amazon customer. Yeah, totally. Other problems? The setup takes too long and is boring. Coraline and all of the characters are thinly drawn and poorly defined. The only thing that stood out about Coraline was that she was brave. And how do I know that? Because she kept telling me so. Um, yeah, welcome to children's books. Anyway, it goes on for a while like this. Come on, critics. Where's your righteous anger? And why hasn't even one critic criticized the dialogue? Like, It's very interesting that this is not... Children. Children's book. No, no, no. Uh, children's books. But I do enjoy that this person is not as mad about the book anymore as they are at, like critic culture and that's a fun little meta also, i think to bring to your amazon like book review. i don't know i don't know maybe this is just like my experience upon like reflection with like neil gaiman's work in general is like i feel like sometimes when gaiman ends a book like it feels kind of like suspended like all of the things are wrapped up we've dealt with the stuff but like the characters are always kind of left going well what's next is mm. often kind of the conclusion and so like i don't know what works for one, I guess, doesn't necessarily work for another. And like Coraline has a really big reason that she needs to go back. In yeah. The end. Well, I also I also feel like the going back and like specifically having to like defeat the hand of the mother, like ooh, it feels like it feels like an allegory for your like trauma. Um, ooh, but like you know, like she can't just close off what happened to her right she can she just get out she, she has still to has deal to with, deal it. with it and i think that that's um i think that that's interesting and i think that there is a, a, a despite this person complaining about it being very simple in in other aspects i think that there is actually a complexity that that neil gaiman is willing to bring to uh children's books and like how the problems of the world exist you know um philip pullman's rat boy is also like very similar to that for me, which is about a boy who grew up in the sewers thinking he was a rat and um, tries to be assimilated into the into the real world. It's very much like an Edward Scissorhands type vibe, um, except he's got sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. 
Anyway, there you have it. My opinion, and it's worth every pound. I want to be clear. I skipped so much of this I'm sure you did. Review. Um, uh, full scholarly paper in the reviews here. Uh, it's worth every penny you paid for it. Always that they're self-aware. And for those who adore Coraline, my apologies. I wish I had liked it more, but for me, there are much better books out there. Good. Go read okay. them. Yeah. No, it. Uh-huh. Uh, and finally, Amazon customer gives five stars. Buy this book. Buy this book. I read this book a while back at around the time the movie came out. I am 21 years old now, and this book is even better now than the last time I read it. I am by no means a bookworm. I literally read math books and the Bible, and that's it. Ha ha. Wow. But every time I read this book, there is even more suspense and the visualization of what is happening is better than the movie. And I discover something new every time. I've been watching YouTube videos to get other people's take on the book and it's just so fascinating. So I urge you, join the conversation. You won't regret it. I like this so much. I think this is so lovely. Is someone who's like, you know, I don't like books so much, but this one is really, really good and I want to talk to people about it. I made it my hyperfixation and I want to hear your opinions about it. Post it to YouTube and I'll find it. And I think that that is actually kind of very nice and it's something that our incredibly cynical podcast does not emphasize enough which is when you like a book talk about it you know right. and when someone else likes something listen to them and and you don't have to like the shit that they like but like i don't know i think we're both very good at this in part because like I'm I listen I'm able to listen to audiobooks and mm-hmm. so like I get through so many more books than you do. And so, so I just I hear have about to, like, a lot of good stories word through you. <laughs> about a lot of the books that I'm kind of like, well, I've re-listened to this book three times. Um but but on the other hand, um critics are not nearly harsh enough against Coraline not at and all. Neil Gaiman. Come on, critics. Come on, critics, come for y- your come, favorite come for neil come come get neil come get uh, neil and tell him that he stinks i'm calling it come for neil is gonna be the the title of this episode. i don't want it to be though uh okay come get neil come get your neil come come get your neil <laughs> extra extra fresh, fresh neil pulled from the sea uh get get your vitamin g for gaming yeah. Oh man, I want to go eel fishing <laughs> in Hall Hollow gotta now. Go, gotta go neil fishing. Um, should we should we end this thing? Yeah, let's end it. <laughs> uh, some gratitudes. Thank you to uh, they might be giants, a <laughs> band who I sent a Tumblr message to and said, "Can I use your song, please?" You should and go support they them. They said yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're really struggling right uh, now. Yeah. Um, actually, their Tumblr page they do accept uh, submissions if you have uh, like photos of them. So cool. Um, that's how they run their Tumblr pages. Just fan fan made shit. Love so. it. Um, thank you to Rogue Media Network for hosting us and Mike letting us be part of the family, editing our bullshit and um, yes. killing his feet and Produ- all these things, producing our bullshit. Um, and we appreciate him, uh, and we appreciate you, listener. Oh, thanks, listener. Um, and of course, I appreciate you, Becca. Oh, give us a review on oh, yeah. Apple Podcast and follow us on Twitter and 
Instagram at where we're super by the super cover active. underscore pod. Um, we're super good at it. Um, oh yes, and that's sorry by the cover underscore pod. I spoke over you when you were giving the handle on both of those, and uh, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, so thank you, Josie, and thank you again, Becca. And it's been by the cover. And it's time. I think it's it is time, time for our devotional. For the heavenly hug. <laughs> um, not a, you know, this is actually quite transgressive um, because of because of the what I'm about to say in, in reference to heavenly Pennsylvania. Oh, really? From page 59. Within him, like electricity, I thought I could feel it. Touching my skin. <laughs> this one was nasty. Is <laughs> electricity <laughs> touching my skin now, Myra? <laughs> oh, yes, Myra. <laughs> this has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>